Owning a home is still the American dream, but it comes with plenty of emotional and financial challenges. Join real estate broker Ron Evans each week as he shares the latest industry and local real estate market news through interviews with other agents and industry professionals. If you're confused about today's real estate market or just want to understand the home buying and selling process, this show is for you. Here's your host, Ron Evans. Bringing you my Real Estate 101 podcast. And uh, today's topic is going to revolve around why your home didn't sell or possible reasons your home didn't sell. Yes, it's true. We're in an unprecedented market right now. That is an undeniable fact. However, even with that, we still see homes that either sit way longer than anticipated or don't sell and end up as an expired or canceled listing and either get immediately relisted with the same or a different agent or the homeowner takes a step back, properly assesses why it didn't sell, and then comes back to market uh, fresh and ready to roll. With that, um, we'll just get going right now. And as you listen to this and everything, like I always say, if you have any comments or questions, um, please drop them in the comments section below. Um, the show notes will be in there uh, that you can read as well. That basically has everything that we're talking about, as well as um, you can email me direct at realestate101 at ronevansrealty.com. That's realestate101 at ronevansrealty.com. If you have any questions on this particular topic uh, or episode, or if you have a, a topic that you would like uh, to hear addressed, on a future episode. Please hit me up and let me know. Okay, so this is some reasons why a home may not sell. First and foremost, your home is not receiving adequate exposure to the market. It is not true that all agents are created the same, that we all just drop your listing into the MLS and the MLS propagates out to all the different websites like Zillow, Realtor.com, Trulia, whoever. That is just one part of the exposure that you should be getting. Good agents will also have a foolproof marketing plan behind their listing that they use each and every time. Um, and this could include more online exposure, even print media, uh, video media, whatever is required to get your home sold, your agent that you hire should spare no expense and spare no effort to make sure that it is marketed properly. Just popping it into the MLS is the bare, bare, bare minimum. It may not get seen by everybody. Um, and also once a home populates in the MLS, some Agents and some home buyers only look for the newest listings. They, because no matter what the market is, they only want to look at the newest stuff. They don't want to look at anything that's been on the market for even five days, seven days, ten days. Right? They, that's an aged listing. So if they only have their alerts set, and somehow your listing gets missed by them as a brand new listing, are they going to see you? Maybe not. 
chances are they won't. But if you've got a really good agent who's using other avenues and other other tentacles to make sure your home is marketed properly, you will be fine. And that will help you get your home sold quickly and at the best dollar. If you have any questions on what I use for my marketing plan, please comment below or email me. I'm happy to share it with you. Another reason is your pricing is just too high. Yes, that happens, even in a hot market. Hot market, slow market, any kind of market. If you're not priced right, that can be why your home did not sell. Um, you can't just pick a price out of the air, um, even in the hottest of markets. And yes, it's true that there are a lot of listings that you put on the market right now. They're selling for ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars over list price. That is absolutely true. But for every home that sells like that, there are three or four others that while they sold, didn't quite sell that. So I'm not going to say that those homes are truly outliers, but they are definitely bringing up uh, the bell curve um, for the entire market. So pricing your home appropriately is still key. You've got to have an agent that can look at the comps, can have the tough discussion with you as the home owner, home seller about price. Um, and you need to trust that agent, no matter who it is you're hiring, you need to trust that you've hired the right person that's going to be giving you the best advice on pricing. Another reason is you just, um, maybe time was of the essence for you and you just didn't do any small fixes or small repairs that could have helped your property show better to potential buyers. That is big. There, I'm not saying full remodels, but just little things that make it seem like there was at least some pride of ownership. Okay. If you want to get the big most bang for your buck and you're trying to get a premium price, you've got to make it look like your home is worth a premium price. And again, this doesn't mean you dump a hundred thousand dollars in or two hundred thousand dollars in with a with a full restoration or remodel. Okay paint, cleaning the carpet, replacing carpet or replacing flooring, things that just, they don't, they cost a little bit of money, but not a whole lot. Patching some holes, taking posters and things down off the walls, decluttering, getting some good staging advice and really being more minimalistic with your home, trimming away bushes, get ridding, getting rid of weeds, things that just take a little bit of labor, but not and time, but not necessarily a lot of money. All of those things are key. And if you don't take the time to do that, another home that looks just like yours, but did take that time and is priced just like yours, but took that time is going to sell faster than your home. It's pretty simple. Poor timing. Okay. We are in a hot market. There is no denying that. However, there is still a better time to sell than others, and maybe you miss a little bit of a cycle, okay? Let's go back to 2020. In 2020, we had this little thing called COVID hit. At the beginning of the year, we all went into a lockdown, especially in our business, from about March through May, June timeframe, where there was very little business being done because we had a hard time showing homes, uh, people didn't want to show their homes. Um, it was a lot of safety going on, right? 
Well, what typically happens in the real estate industry in March? That's our spring selling season kickoff, March, April, May. And then by June, we are at our peak. In 2020, our spring selling season started in June and didn't peak until like August, September. And it kept on rolling throughout fourth quarter. This year in 2020, so people that went ahead and listed their homes during COVID, while they probably sold, they took a little bit longer to sell because there were fewer buyers out. There was a lot of uncertainty in the world. What was going to happen? Nobody knew, right? So those homes sat a little bit. So the timing was just very poor. If they had held off and just kind of, if they were able to be more patient, but just weren't, um, if they could have uh, been more patient, they would have probably been a little bit more successful uh, in 2020. Now you take it to 2021 and, and any normal year, okay? Right now in our industry, we are in almost October. We're at the end of September. So school started about a month ago, six weeks ago. And that's typically in our industry and especially in our area. When the summer months start to dwindle and the summer sales cycle, spring sales cycle kind of flattens out, even though we have very little inventory and even though we still have a ton of buyers, we're back to our regular thing where not everything's necessarily sitting for a very long time. Um, the good homes aren't. But if you add in any of those other mistakes that I've already mentioned or any of the ones that I'm still going to mention after this, along with a poor timing, that's just going to be one key that adds into it. Um, you, the, the buyer for your home may just be the time of year that they're not looking to buy and uproot their family. I hope that makes sense. Another reason is restricted showing access. Again, this goes, take it back to what I just said uh, during the COVID time, during the spring selling season last year. Those people, it was poor timing and they had restricted showing access. And then even after the selling season got started, some homes had very limited showing access for safety reasons. Now we're a little, at, we're, we're, pretty recovered from that today. Uh, most homes don't require a lot of extra things to show, but there are still a few. But what it, what normally happens when it comes to restricted showing access is maybe there's a tenant on site that's uncooperative, or there are pets that need to be uh, attended to, to show the property. And you work during the day and no one can be there. So you've got limited hours and availability to come see your home. Well, just know that especially in a hot market when there's not a lot out there and things are moving quickly. If the buyer is trying to move quick to buy a home, they may bypass your home because if they're out and they see, and they need to see five homes in one day and yours is one that they can't see that day, but maybe they could see it in two days or three days down the road when it is available, chances are they're writing an offer on the other homes that they're seeing because it's so competitive. So don't think that just because it's a hot market as a seller, you can play games and 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 call all the shots on seeing your home. Because if something else comes up that that buyer likes, they're still going to go after it and they're going to go after it with full, a full fury because they are competing with others. Not staging your property. We talked about this a little bit up uh, a few points before when I talked about the fix-ups. Um, doing little things to fix it up. Staging is huge. Um, 
we offer and I offer, my team offers a free staging consultation for every client. And we have someone that comes in and she's a minimalist stager. She's more about decluttering and utilizing as much of your own things that you have to restage your home and set it up and show it properly. Um, it works really, really, really well. Uh, we cover the cost of that up front. If you do want to do more in-depth staging, we can talk about that at that point as far as how costs are covered in that regard. Uh, but that is also an option. So maybe your home's going to be vacant because you've got to move out first. Well, light staging is probably not going to work. We're going to want to do more heavy-duty staging, but we still have the staging consult consultant come in and give us all the tips that we need and their recommendations for staging your home. It is true, and you can look up your own statistics on this, but homes that are staged to, sh to show properly to buyers that come in do tend to sell faster and for more amount of money because someone can walk in and en envision themselves walking, you know, themselves living there. It, those are just little facts. Okay, next tip, um, not choosing the right realtor. Now I have a report. Um, it's basically all about questions you should be asking to qualify your potential agent. You write to me or drop a comment below. I'm happy to send that to you. But basically there are many, 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 many agents available in our area and across the United States really. Um, not everybody does this full time. Not everybody does this for the right reasons. Not everybody has their client's best interest at heart. There are some good questions you should be asking um, anybody that you interview to either sell your home or help you buy a home to make sure that you are getting the person that is going to work best, not just with you, but for you. And understand that, that we do work for you. not understanding our local selling cycles. So I, I touched on this before, but it's another big key. Typically we have these specific selling cycles throughout the industry. You know, you've got your spring and your summer, which are typically your hottest and you have fall and you have winter, which are not. However, every local area might have some differences there. And it's important to have someone local to you that you're working with, not an out of area agent that you're working with, because there might be some subtle nuances to your market um, on getting your home sold quickly that an out of area agent may not know. Um, for instance, maybe you live in an area that has a lot of uh, festivals, you know, street carnivals and different things like that. And you want to hire an agent that doesn't understand when these things occur, what kind of traffic comes in on them. Um, does it does it do something that restricts your your access to your home? Does it make it you know more difficult to show um, and to get it sold? Well, if you hire someone from out of the area that doesn't understand that, they may throw off your entire timing of bringing your home to market and getting it available to to show people, or they might market it to people that don't want to live in an area like that. You know, they don't, they don't understand how to market your home properly. So that's what we mean about not understanding your local selling cycles. There could be little 
subtle nuances that, that you and your agent need to understand. Not using current marketing technology. Again, it's more to just websites and search engines. Um, you have to be staying up on everything. You have to be staying up on all your social media marketing and, and avenues. Other online marketing and avenues, again, printed publications. There might be some specific niche uh, publications to get your property listed in, depending on the type of property that it is. If it's a horse property, does your agent have the ability to pull a list of uh, other equestrian property owners, maybe from out of the area that they can market to because they might want to be moving to your area? And they already have an, an equestrian property and horses and different things, but they're looking for one where you're at because they want to get closer to something or, or what have you. Um, little things like that. And, there, and there's a lot of different technology out there to help you find those buyers specifically so that you can do some strategic targeted marketing to get your home sold. Not reevaluating the market and feedback from showings every 30 days. Let me put a caveat on that. In a, in a normal market, 30 days is probably okay. I would say two weeks in a normal market is when you should be evaluating, making a change regarding either it's going to be pricing or different things uh, or maybe feedback on fixing something or what have you. However, in today's day, in today's market, in the market we've been in for like the last year or so, um, it's got to be almost daily or every maybe three to five days. If you haven't been getting offers within three to five days of being on the market and showings, something's up and we need to evaluate either what's going on around us in the market or feedback we've had from showings or no feedback that we've had because we haven't had any showings. So all that stuff needs to be evaluated and you need to understand as the seller that you make the final decisions. The agents there, if you've hired a good agent, they're going to give you all the best information you can and they're going to help guide you with making those changes. But you have to be committed to it if, if that is your priority to get your home sold quickly. Not keeping up appearances for the buyer. So getting your home ready to sell is one thing. Keeping your home ready and selling condition is another thing. Just because we've taken great photos, done some videos, we're doing some online ads, we've got you listed in MLS and it looks beautiful online. When a buyer shows up, if it doesn't resemble the photos that got them there, it's gonna be a major, major, major turnoff. So what does that mean? If you've got a gardener, don't fire your gardener. Keep your lawn watered. Okay. Um, if you just went through and touched up walls because kids had written on the walls or you had a lot of marks from something or what have you, keep those walls clean. If you cleaned up the toys and you've got them arranged properly now, keep them that way. So if your kids get out the toys, man, make sure you're putting them back immediately so that you're not running around or a buyer's not coming in and seeing, seeing the clutter, little things like that. You've, uh, if a light bulb goes out, get that light bulb changed. The job is to make sure that when a buyer comes in, 
little things don't distract them as being negative. Um, they're not looking around going, because maybe you've got a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful home and it just needs some like cosmetic updates. But you can live in the home. It's clean. It's gorgeous. It's what have you. But it's maybe it's just not like fully updated. Well, if a buyer comes in and they see it like that, that's one thing. So maybe they'll they'll understand that, yeah, I can get into this home and over time I can do the updates to the kitchen or I can do the updates to the bathroom. I can do everything else. But if a buyer walks in and they see the yard's a mess, the house is a mess, um, there's holes in the walls, there's marks all over everything, well, that all just starts to add up to them and it distracts them from the fact that they also need to update. And now they it compounds the issues. So now they're now they're going in going, well, yeah, the house needs to be updated, but now I've got to do all this other stuff to get it ready to move in too. I might as well do all the up. And so they it just it 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 confuses them. It has them putting more on their plate initially than they probably wanted. So keep up those appearances. Let's take as many of the negatives out of the equation as possible up front. We don't want to have to worry about the little things up front. Not giving the sales effort enough time. This kind of relates to all the timing and evaluating the market and different things. So when I said within three to five days in our current market, if you haven't gotten any offers or you haven't gotten any feedback, that's an issue, right? Conversely, if the day after we put you on the market, we haven't had a showing and it's only been one day, we can't panic. We have to let the job and the and all everything we've put in motion to do its job. It's We have to be able to reach those buyers and we have to be able to reach those potential uh, clients coming in in order to have the evaluation and understand if we're going to have any offers and things. So we can't panic too soon in a, in a normal market where, you know, you're going to do things every two weeks, as far as updates are concerned, it's even more critical. I've had it happen lots of times, uh, even just this year in this hot market, I'll give you a quick story. We listed a condo and we listed it high because the seller wanted it high, even though I showed them everything, showed them all the stats. And I said, I think I can get you that number, but I would rather list it a little bit below and let the market take it up. That's typically something, a way I like to work because I want to get as many eyes on the property as possible. But this person was adamant. So we brought it to market at the higher, at the higher price. And the first, we, we expected to have showings like out of the gate and we got nothing. Uh, we it hit the market on a Thursday and we didn't have our first showing until that Sunday. And it was just one. And then we had another showing like the following Monday and sellers panicking. I wasn't panicking, but I was a little confused. And I was, so I was going back through all my notes and everything online, making sure. And I was asking for feedback, but we'd only had a couple showings and I honestly thought it was going to be just like stacked with showings. but we didn't panic and looking back on it, pricing it high slowed it down for sure. If we had priced it a little bit lower and gotten more eyes on it, we would have still probably gotten the price that we got, which we still ended up getting a full price offer, but it took until about day 
10 or 12 to finally get that offer. And we only had a handful of showings. So it required a lot of creativity on my end when with dealing with these, just these, the small, very small pool of buyers instead of a large pool of buyers, I had to get more creative on how I presented the property when we got offers in to make sure that it went through and that we got the price that, that, that the seller wanted. So, but at the end of the day, they started to panic and I had to calm them down. It's like, nope, it hasn't been enough time. Something's just going on in the market. We haven't figured it out yet, but you got to trust me. We're good. And we ended up being good. But had they, had they really panicked and pulled the trigger on making a drastic change, they, they could have lost thousands and tens of thousands of dollars potentially. Testing the market. So, This one's, this one's pretty big. Um, I would say even in a slow market, but especially in the market we're in right now, you can't just put your home on the market to test it, to see, well, you know, I, I'm not hundred percent certain I want to sell, but you know, if I got my price, maybe, you know, I, I typically don't like to work with clients in that regard because I am putting a hundred percent of my effort into you and into getting your home sold, I need to make sure that you are ready to go. Now, I'm if you just want to test the market, I would deal with you as like an off-market listing and just kind of like throw stuff out there and see if I can find a buyer on my own. But typically, um, you can't just go, okay, the market's telling us that uh, my home's worth $500,000, but I really want 600000 So, Ron, go ahead and list it for 600000 And if you get that, I'll sell it. It's just not going to work that way. Even even in the crazy market that we're in right now, you, you, you know, it's just, it's almost pointless to, to work in that regard. Um, you're working backwards. You're going to be chasing the market down. Um, it's much easier to get your price if you still price it appropriately and let the market naturally drive itself up. There's a whole lot more I can say about that, um, but I'll leave that privately. Um, if anyone has a question on that, I'd be more than willing to uh, have a private consultation with you on that kind of a thing, like off-market listings, pricing it properly, testing the market, and all of that. Um, if it comes When it comes to pricing, that's a private conversation that I'm, I'm more than willing to have with you. Okay, the last last reason your home possibly didn't sell, and I can't state um, how important this one is enough, but it is not holding your agent accountable. Make sure your agent has explained exactly how they work and what you expect and what you can expect, sorry. Then hold them to it, you know? Uh, if they don't perform as promised, you should be able to cancel your contract. Now, this really comes into play more when you've hired like a family member or a really close friend or the family member of a close friend. We see that all the time. Um, and it gets you into a bad situation because then you're maybe you're stuck with someone who just they're out of area. They're new. They don't have all the tools in their belt to get your home sold but you were maybe doing those a favor and now here you are, your home's not selling. 
and you're wondering what to do. You got to hold them accountable. It's as simple as that. So with that, I will sign off for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this information. And until next time. Folks, I appreciate your continued support. If you haven't already done so, please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Leave your comments and questions below, and I'll get back to you when I can. Have a great day. See you soon.